Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Get ready for winter driving at Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers with super deals on tires, including up to $200 on new Goodyear tires, plus oil changes, brakes, batteries, and more. For value and savings, click on gotodobbs.com today. That is Alex Ferrario. I'm Brandon Kylie. It's BK and Ferrario on 101 ESPN. The Blues had their first scrimmage last night. Joey Vitale, Alex Ferrario, Chris Kerber were there for the call. You heard it right here on 101 ESPN. And right now, we'll react to what he saw last night via the Brown and Crouppen celebrity line. Joey Vitale, the Blues analyst, joins us here on the show. Joe, what'd you see last night, man? How was it to be back on the call for some Blues hockey? You know, hey, BK, uh, good afternoon. It, it was great. As Alex probably already told you, it was it was good to be back on the airwaves. It was good to see some action and see some players on the ice. And, and, and all that in a nutshell, seeing some friendly faces, the brass of the blues, the coaches, you know, the Darren Pangs of the world, all, all the people around this team, uh, it was great. It felt a little bit back to normal. And there was some, uh, there was some wonderful, intense hockey as well for a, a, consol- a consolation game, a, a practice game, an inter-squad scrimmage. Although it may be, it was a very competitive, uh, edgy kind of game last night. There was some chippiness. There was some physicality. Everything you hope to see, especially as the Blues are looking to have a good start to the year, which is going to be important. You know, Joe, I need you to elaborate on something for me, buddy, because I was talking with Danny Mac earlier, and we were. he asked me how Scott Perunovich looked. And I said, well, you know, he was okay. It wasn't anything special. And I told him it was probably because of the, the hockey pants, and he didn't understand what I meant by that. So please explain uh, the hockey pants problem for Scott Perunovich. Well, yeah, his, his pants, it's not, really a, it's not really a problem. It's just a fact. His pants are too big. You know, his, um, his, pants, you know, his pants are too big, and, and, and that's what I saw last night. And, then, you know, they always tell you, when, when you don't know what to say, just, just, just say what you see. And his pants are clearly too big. And what I, what I told people is, is that you see that it's pretty common. It's pretty common for a young guy in his first year at, at main camp to uh, look wonky and look out of sorts. He doesn't look comfortable in his equipment just yet. And, and the reason for that is, is because when you show up, you all get new equipment. He's got new pants, he's got new helmets, all brand new gloves. Everything's everything's brand new, right? It's it's not supposed to fit uh, properly, but that's that's the way it's supposed to be if you're going to be a good rookie. It's almost like the trainers know that it doesn't fit, and they're kind of testing the young guy out because there's nothing worse than a high maintenance rookie. So for Prunovic, he's already probably passed the first test where he got pants too big, and looks like he didn't tell um, Richie, the head equipment guy, about it. <laughs> which is probably going to get him some uh, bonus points here for the Blues and, and all the players and staff as well. So, Joe, over the last 48 hours or so, 
Alex Ferrario has just been, I mean, he is eating this stuff up. We were out at Centene the first couple uh, days of the week. He got to see real hockey for like three straight days for the first time in nine months. And the reaction was, well, the Blues basically have the reincarnation of Hull and Oates. Yep. Th- that, of course, is Thomas and Hoffman. He's comparing those two to Hull and Oates. Ouch, he ouch. also yeah. uh, said that the Blues power play could be the best that we've ever seen in the history of the Blues franchise. Um, and he is all in, all in on Tory Krug as well. So I'm going to go ahead and, Help me out and here, send this to you, Joe. Uh, of those kind of three biggest takeaways, you can take whichever one you want and go ahead and react to it for me. To me, to me, Alex's uh, outlook on this season, it reminds me of the first time I ever looked at a Playboy. You guys all remember that day? <laughs> I uh, remember that day. I've never looked at one still, Cannot Joe. What are you talking about? On said subject. Yeah, what are you talking Joe? about? <laughs> well, I have it. I remember that day. I, I couldn't. I couldn't decide which page was greater, so I loved them all. And uh, to me, I think Alex is just uber, uber excited. We'll, we'll leave it at that. I, I don't think the Hall and Oates thing has any, any, any groundwork, any substance just yet. Maybe. Thanks a maybe. lot, Joe. Um, let's get Hoffman a contract first. Um, he's on a tryout, <laughs> so true. we'll we'll start there. You know, I, I, I do think uh, – what, what were the other ridiculous things he said? Uh, I, I think this one's up. a little less ridiculous considering last year the Blues, if I'm not mistaken, had their second-best power play percentage in the history of the franchise. He thinks this year they could have the best power play that they've ever had in franchise history. It's not going to be the best in franchise history. Guys, I, I do think it's going to be probably the top three in the National Hockey League this year, though. I think we're going to have a very similar to what you saw in Colorado or in Boston – uh, throughout their good stretches. I mean, look at the Pittsburgh Penguins uh, back five, six years ago when they had just an absolute uh, rifling of a power play. The Washington Capitals, another team that comes to mind with Ovechkin. You know, the reason I say that is because, I mean, you just add two great weapons uh, to an already pretty good power play in Tory Krug and Mike Hoffman. We talked about a little bit on the, I guess you call it the broadcast last night. More or less, it was just a long discussion about hockey. But we were talking about Mike Hoffman and his ability to be that one-time threat on the power play, which is something the Blues have not had I think for a very long time, you know, Vladdy loves playing on his off wing. David Perron loves playing on his off wing. They're comfortable there. They like to drag it and shoot it, change the angle, go across the body of the goaltender. And that's what they like to do. And that's fine. But the only thing is you're not a one-time threat in the power play. And it's very hard to defend a power play that has a wicked one-time threat. Look at the uh, Alex Ovechkin and the Washington Capitals, for example. So I think now with Mike Hoffman, you add that addition you have a, a guy that literally just sets up shop and just wants to shoot the puck. Feed that monster. I talked to Keith Yandel, his buddy in Florida over the last couple of seasons, right when we got him on that PTO, asked him what kind of guy he was. Terrific guy, fitting great in, in Florida. Uh, nothing but great things to say about him. And he, he also said on the power play, all I did was just feed him all year long. I just put it anywhere in his wheelhouse, and he's going to get everything behind it, and it's going to go under the bar every single time. So the Blues have that. And then the second thing, of course, is going to be Tory Krug. Uh, boy, does he look comfortable. I mean, last night he looked like he's been here for a few years. He looks like he could be wearing a letter, honest to God. I mean, he's a guy who's very comfortable. Uh, he was very mobile. He was communicating. I think that his presence, his quarterbacking ability, his confidence from coming from a great power play in Boston, he's going to give the Blues a different perspective. He can look players off, uh, hit the seams. I mean, do all those kind of wonderful things. Again, entry into the zone, pull up and set up right away. All those wonderful things with those two guys. Uh, to me, guys, I think the Blues – 
by the end of the season, I'm going to call. I think they're going to finish in the top three of the power play in the National Hockey League. Joe, talk about the two defensive top pairings for the Blues. You talked about this last night on the broadcast, and I loved what you said because you got a lot of faith in what this this top four looks like for the Blues. And, of course, a lot of people have high hopes for a Tory Krug and a Colton Pareko for how good they've been. But you view this Marco Scandella and Justin Falk pairing just as much as you view a Krug and Pareko pairing. Well, it's interesting, you know, and, and we mentioned it. When you get Marco Scandella last year in March, you get him, he looks amazing right away. He signs that extension for obvious reasons because him and Colton Pareko were basically the two new shutdown pairs since Jay Bomeister was down. So it was a good replacement for Jay Bomeister. So those two were kind of riding, riding through. I couldn't imagine, if you asked me last March, starting next year, Marco Scandella and Colton Pareko would not be together. I would say you're absolutely crazy. It's impossible. These guys are, are lights out. They're going to shut down every line in the National Hockey League. But the difference now is you get a Tory Krug, and now you have Justin Falk is elevated to that top pair. So the Blues had a, a decision to make, I think. You, you could look at it. And maybe maybe they go back to this. We'll, we'll see how this thing evolves. But do you have a strong offensive pair in Justin Falk and Tory Krug? Both players that can defend in their own right. Uh, but both both pair both guys that are really excited about jumping in the offense and then you have that second pair let's call it the second pair of Pareko and Scandella that is just strictly a shutdown Pareko Bowmeister like which would happen in 19 when they won the Stanley Cup so that's option number one it looks like they're going to go with option number two to start things out and they're going to have that kind of balance effect they're going to put Pareko with Krug and you're going to put Scandella with Falk you got one guy that's a steady stay home guy in Pareko and Scandella and then you got the other two guys in Krug and Falk that love to jump up be in the offense stay in the offense get below the goal line, you know, do the wraps around the net. Um, very similar to what we saw a few years ago with Brett Burns and Paul Paul Martin in San Jose. Where Brett Burns would get up the ice. He was a fourth forward out there. He was just a rover roaming all over the offensive zone. But Paul Martin was such a good defender, it actually worked. So it really helped the San Jose offense. And he had such a, a, a rare defenseman that could handle the load when his partner got caught up a lot in Paul Martin. I think Marco Scandella and Colton Preco both have that capability. Their closing space is amazing. They have those long sticks, big bodies. They got great strides where they can really eat up a lot of ice if their partner runs into a little bit of trouble. So I do. I really like the balance that they're starting with right now, having an offensive guy and a defensive guy, both on each of those top two pairs. So, again, let's just see how this thing evolves. We're talking with Blues analyst for 101 ESPN. He is Joey Vitale joining us here on BK and Ferrario. Last question that I had for you, Joe. I mean, after the game last night, I was kind of taken aback by the praise that you heard from Craig Berube towards Nico Mikola. You don't hear stuff like this very often from Berube. He said, I thought he was excellent out there. Very confident, skated well. For me, he looks real confident right now. It's a young guy on a one-way contract, and it's it's a stacked blue line for the Blues right now, and it's tough to find the spot for him um, in the top six. But what did you see from Mikola last night? And if he continues to play like this throughout the preseason, Joey, what is what is a potential option to be able to get him in the lineup, in your opinion? You know, BK, I thought he looked really good last night, too. You know, and I think the, the goal he scored was a bit of a surprise, especially in an overtime situation. It got all the benches up on their feet. Everyone was laughing and joking. Not typically a guy that should score, but you could tell he's a very well-liked kid in that locker room based off of that reaction from the team. So that, that really stood out, number one. But that was just the cherry on the top, I think, for how he actually played last night. I think he, he reminds me a lot of Colton Pareko in a sense where he just takes up so much space. He takes up so much ice. You know, what's the difference between a defenseman that's 6'5 and 6'4? Well, it's only one inch, but when you add a stick, and sometimes these bigger guys like bigger sticks, you're, you're talking about eating up an extra half foot to a whole foot. 
And, you know, hockey being a game of inches, that makes a difference. And he's actually a pretty mobile guy for how big he is. Uh, but the biggest thing of all the things that I've noticed in his progression, not only just last night and over the last year, but probably since the last two years since he's been in this organization, was was his growth from going all out and just being this Tasmanian devil heading into corners and battling to now he's got that same energy, but it's under a little bit more composure. And what I mean by that was is Bill Armstrong, now the new GM in Arizona, we had a conversation a couple of years ago about Mikolo, right when they got burned for the organization, and he called him a dog on a bone. He called him just this fiery big kid that goes into the corners and just blows everything up. Uh, but he had just so much energy, and they loved that about him. But the thing was, a couple of years ago, Bill said was, you know, that, that that is a great starting point for a kid, and you would much rather want that and then kind of teach a kid to pull back a little bit versus maybe have a kid that's kind of composed and you got to teach more aggression because that's a lot harder. So what they're doing is uh, Mikulow was an aggressive kid. He was all out battling. He's a, he's a, a fiery kid, loves breaking up battles, loves separation on the puck. But now he's doing it with a little bit more composure. He's keeping his body in a good position. He's not just going in there making a huge hit and putting his body out of position so forwards at the NHL level will spin right off that check and take it to the net. So maybe he's going in, he's popping hips, and he's just creating that separation. He's giving a little bit distance. He's going to recognize when Nathan McKinnon's on the ice, maybe don't go in there and hit him because he is so quick, he will spin right off you. But just being in the right position. So I see a lot of maturity, a lot of growth in that sense where I'm really starting to sense that he is starting to figure that aspect out of the game. And once he does that, I tell you what, I think he's NHL ready. I really do. And now, is the opportunity going to come from? It's going to be tough, as you mentioned. Uh, they have a full blue lineup. Uh, the Blues defensively have been relatively very healthy over the last couple seasons, so it's been very tough to get in these little these, these games. But now with this taxi squad, I do anticipate him being a part of that, traveling with the team. And, again, let's see how this thing continues to evolve. But the thing I love about him, too, is is the, um, the West division that we're going to be in is going to be a heavy, hard-hitting, um, just snarly type of division. And you're going to need players like him. You're going to need players that are going to be big, lengthy that can move the puck and, and play with that confidence and that's what he's playing with right now he's joey vitale blues analyst for 101 espn as he said you heard him on the broadcast uh the conversation whatever you want to call discussion. it discussion it was fantastic last night to hear him back on a call for a blues game looking forward to hearing him throughout the regular season as well joey you're the best man always appreciate the time all the best to you and the fam we'll talk with you again next week BK, Alex, always a pleasure. You guys have a great week, and we'll talk to you next one. You got it. That's Joey Vitale joining us here on 101 ESPN.